given it to another uh, ministry or another uh, leader of another body and, and just blessing them. And that's our, our way of saying, you know what, we're not, everything doesn't revolve around us. And uh, so the other way is what we do each week is just let's pray. So this week we're going to pray for uh, Pastor Bob Groover and his wife Shar at First Assembly. And so let's just lift them. Will you agree with me in prayer? So Father, we just thank you for our body. Lord, we thank you that we have members of our body that we don't always see here, but they are important to us. They play a part. They play a role in your design, in your plans, in your future, Lord. And so, Father, we just thank you for that. We thank you for First Assembly and everything that you have planned to do and are doing through that ministry, through that body, Lord. Lord, we just lift them up. Let First Assembly assembly be blessed in Jesus name father we just plead your your the blood of Jesus over pastor Bob and Shar Lord just let your blessings manifest in their life let your blessing manifest in their flesh let it manifest in their finances let it manifest Lord in the protection that you have for them let it manifest in their minds in their thoughts in their actions Lord let your love be a reality in their lives and the leadership there at First Assembly. Lord, we agree together, let these things be done as it is in heaven. Let it be done according to your will, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. If you want to jump ahead, you can uh, turn to First Timothy chapter 4. And today, uh, we're, it's probably only going to be two parts perhaps three, but I believe only two parts, is what we're calling Spiritual Fitness 101. Awesome picture. Yes, that's, uh, that's the way we feel sometimes. And uh, Spiritual Fitness 101. And uh, it's not 201 because the truth of the matter is when you get into this, uh, get into Spiritual Fitness, I was, as I was going over this and reviewing it, I thought, my goodness, I could do a three or four month series on this alone. There's a lot to this. It wouldn't be hard to do it at all. So this, we're just hitting the extreme high points of this. But the point is, this spiritual fitness is incredibly important. It is so important for us to understand and to operate in because without it, we end up looking like that guy on the right, kind of scrawny and... Uh, he needs something. He needs some prayer, that's for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, uh, and, and you know, sometimes we get so bloated because we don't understand fitness that we end up like the other guy. And uh, both of those guys, I think in their mind, they, uh, I think both of them think they are the stuff, but uh, it just ain't, you know, and that's, you know what, that's the way the world looks at the church a lot of times. We, we think we're the stuff, and they're like, y'all ain't got nothing going on. And you know what? Sometimes they're right. And if we don't pay attention to spiritual fitness, they are right, and they're always going to be right. But when we pay attention to spiritual fitness, then we can look like the image of Christ. And that's who we need to look like. We need to look like the confidence of the Son of God. This is what we need. But it comes back to, are we doing the right things that we need to do? Are we spiritually fit? 
Now, here's a quote that uh, John F. Kennedy did. They were talking about uh, uh, fitness and physical fitness in America. It says, physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis, uh, and I'm going to come back to that, the base or the foundation. It's the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. It's the basis, it's the foundation for dynamic and creative intellectual activity. Uh, Would you agree that somebody who's physically fit has a foundation to actually be these other things? A dynamic and creative intellectual activity as well. Would you agree that physical fitness plays a role in your ability to think and create? It does. The more physically fit you are, the more your brain's working correctly, the more you're functioning better. Not to mention you live longer, so you got more things that you can do. It's the basis. A lot of times when you're, um, a lot of times when you're trying to fix something, I know a lot of like chiropractors and stuff like that, or orthopedic uh, people. A lot of times, what they'll the basis of their service or their ministry to that body is this. Look, if you've got a problem in your back, let's start at the base and let's get the base fixed. Let's get the foundation fixed first so that then, in other words, if I've got a problem down in my feet and I'm not standing right, that can cause me to tilt to the side, maybe put pressure somewhere I don't need. In other words, if I've got a problem in the back, it might not just be the back, it might be with my base, with my foundation. So physically... He was saying in his quote that the basis for some of the great things in God's was just simple health, being healthy. Now, this this message is not uh, to necessarily get you out there and eating right and running and, and doing all that stuff and cycling and all that. But if the Lord leads you, then go right ahead. So anyway, because it is important stuff. Let's let's look at this verse in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8. In the New Living, it says this, Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas or old wives' tales. Now, that doesn't necessarily go go along with the rest of the message, but let me just put, there's a lot of people that want to get you in arguments over stuff that just don't matter. Stop wasting your time with it. I'll tell you, that's a way to be unfit. You know, you start trying to work out stuff, uh, that's not right, and you shouldn't. Why are you even doing that? You know, don't don't mess your don't don't waste time with that. All right, he says this. He said instead, train yourself to be godly. Now, this is scripture. Is this inspired by God? Is this a command from God? Don't worry about those godless, small, petty arguments. But instead. Listen to the command in it and receive it as, man, I've got command from heaven. Train yourselves to be godly. Well, how are we going to train ourselves? We're going to get in this word. We're going to know what it says. We're going to train ourselves. So let me ask you this question. If that's command from heaven, do we have the right to say, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm a Christian, you know, and I go to, you know, we were at the Southern Christmas show yesterday and we passed by a shirt and it was like, one of these shirts said, I love Jesus, but I still sip a little bit. And I was like, golly, even if you do, don't broadcast it and then advertise it. I mean, gee whiz. 
What kind, you're supposed to be, you know, going after your, you're supposed to be taking care of your witness too, you know. Jeez. Here's the thing. I'm a Christian. Do I have a right to tell God no? No. It says, train yourself to be godly. Do I have a right to say, man, that doesn't matter. I don't have that right. And if I, if you can say it, but what are you doing? What's the thing that you're doing when you, when you say that? You're saying, God knows something, and he's telling me to do it, but I know more important than him, so I'm going to do what I think. Well, now we're in pride. And that goes before the fall. Humility says, whatever God says to do, I'm going to do it. I don't care if I understand it, like it, anything. I trust God because, one, he's smarter than me. Two, he really, really cares for me and loves me. So I'm going to get into a humble place, and let's stay there. Train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. It's command. Let's do it. In other words, I've got to get in this thing. I can't just sit by and be a passerby. I've got to get engaged in this thing. If you're going to train yourself uh, spiritually, like you can say, hey, I'm working out. I'm believing for better health and I'm going after it. Okay, well, what are you eating? Okay, well, uh, how much does your membership to the gym cost? Or, or how often are you... Well, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm just going to get better. You know, I... I well... <laughs> Time out. You're not going to get better by just sitting on the sidelines. If you believe in something, faith without works is dead. Acts is going to back it up. Your actions are going to back it up. Train yourself to be godly. You don't just train yourself to be godly by saying, hey, I'm a Christian. That'd be like you know, me being like the, you know, either one of those dudes and saying, hey, I'm fit. Well, that doesn't make any difference whatsoever. How much I say that. If I'm not going to do something about it, I got to do, put the doing behind it. So, I'm meddling, I'm going to move on. Verse 8, physical training, listen to this. Now, would you say that physical training is good? Yeah, it's good for us. It's good for us no matter... It doesn't matter if you're in good shape or bad shape. Even if you're in bad shape, you really don't want to hear this. You, everybody agrees it's good to be in good shape. It's just, it's just good. It's right. It's, the, it's a good thing. You're in good shape, John. You're all right. Oh, I wanted to make a joke right then. Oh, I'm going to move on. Moving on. I've been meddling already. Let's get on with it. Listen, God says physical training is good. So in other words, somebody that says, well, I just got to go after spiritual training and never do any more physical training because the rest of what it says, that's not what he says. He said that's good. It is good. It's right. It's good. Physical fitness, physical training, it's good. Okay? He says, but training for godliness is much better. God says it's not just a little bit better. It's much better. Much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. In other words, godliness and spiritual fitness not only blesses you here, but it blesses you for eternity. So now we have something that not, God not only commands and He says to do, but now we have blessings attached to it, not just for this period of life, but for all eternity too. So what you're doing here, you know, literally like gladiator, it echoes in eternity. 
it does go on what you do. So when, as we give ourselves to spiritual fitness, it has some very positive effects on us here and eternally. So now, should we be moving in this? Absolutely. Absolutely. So in the message uh, translation, it says this, stay clear of silly, sto- uh, silly stories that get dressed up as religion. <laughs> Exercise daily in God. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. <laughs> no spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. It's much better for you. It's much better for you. Now, there's three basic ingredients of fitness that I've found. Number one is nutrition, two, exercise, and three, rest. So when we go to have good physical fitness in the flesh, we need nutrition, we need exercise, and we need rest. Now to show you the importance of these three things, because a lot of times people will do one or two, but not all three. And the problem is they find themselves lacking. Let's just give you an example of what happens when you take away uh, one of these. So let's say that nutrition is taken away. You still exercise, you still rest, but you take away nutrition. Well, what happens? You're building a base of of physical fitness on a bad foundation of nutrition. In other words, you're not putting the right stuff in. What you're building out of that right stuff is not going to be the right stuff. You know, let me say that again. If you're not putting the right stuff in, you're putting in the wrong stuff, what you build out of that wrong stuff you're putting in is not going to make the body right. You've got to have the right base. For example, I have a friend, uh, and he was about 40 years old. This guy was an athlete. I mean, he he did all kinds of stuff. He used to cycle and run and play ball and do all kinds of stuff. And 40 years old, he had a major heart attack. Well, that's not a good time to be having a major heart attack. And and everybody would look at him and say, he is so healthy. He was healthy looking, but on the inside, it was all messed up. Why? Because he never ate the right things. He'd go work out, and then he told me himself, he said, man, I'd go down a pizza after that. And I could because I was was spending so much uh, calories working out, and I looked good, but I wasn't putting the right stuff in. So was he physically fit actually was he actually physically fit no you've got to have correct nutrition you've got to have the right nutrition going in you've got to eat the right foods now let's say we take out uh, uh, exercise so you're eating all the right foods but you're not exercising and you're resting well this just I always get the picture of Al Bundy when I give this example it's like sitting on the couch you know, it's like, he can eat all, the, let's say he's eating all the right stuff. He's not eating all the grease and all the junk. He's eating good foods, right? He's sitting, but he's sitting on the couch. Is this guy going to be physically fit 
even though he's eating all the right foods, even though he's getting plenty of rest? No, he's got to work out. Is he building muscle? No. Is he, is he maturing and defining? No. He's got to exercise. He's got to go and do something. He's got to do something with the, with the nutritional base that he's putting in. You see, all of these are parallels for the church. You know, if you, you can go and do, I see people all the time that are hungry to do things for God, but they don't get in this word and actually learn who God is or what God does. And what they do is they get out there and they just make a mess. They make a mess. A lot of them, they, they preach a gospel of fear. God, he said there is no fear in love. That means there's no fear in God. How can you preach a gospel of fear and be preaching God? It doesn't work like that. And why does that happen? Because they hadn't gotten in here and put in the proper nutrition or they haven't been in a family that's there and designed to, to feed them. But then what about this? What about they get into a good church and, and they, they, they're in a good church, they're, they're feeding themselves, they're in the Word, they're in prayer, they're in all these things, but then they never go do anything out in the world. They never tell anybody about Jesus. They don't let it change their lives. They've just got a whole bunch of knowledge in there. They eat, 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 and inside, spiritually, they look like the dude sitting on the couch doing nothing. They're not defining. They're not learning what works and what right, what doesn't. They're actually just the users of the system. They're happy because they have tons of knowledge, but they never produce anything in the kingdom. They've, you've got to have exercise. Well, what about the third thing, rest? What if they eat right and they exercise right, but they don't rest? They don't find rest in God. They don't take time to honor the Sabbath. They don't, they don't spend that day with God and let Him you know, have a day, one day out of seven days that they give to God. Guess what? They burn out. They die early. So they may even, they may even define and mature. They may do things for God. They may grow up in Him. But yet, a lot of times they die early because they didn't take the time to rest. The same thing in the, in the flesh and in the physical. If you don't rest, your body does not have time to recover and you burn out and before you know it, your muscles can't do. You're not, you're not really growing. Everything we do should be maintainable. It should be able to uh, continue to grow, not plateau and go backwards. Rest is a key to that. So in proper nutrition, in physical nutrition, we need proper nutrition. Uh, excuse me, proper spirit, uh, physical fitness, we need proper nutrition, exercise, and rest. And those exact things are exactly what we need in the, in the spirit as well. In our spiritual fitness, we've got to be putting in the right things of God, growing and eating the Word of God and the things of God. We've got to actually be getting out of this church and doing something and we've got to take the time to rest in order for us to be spiritually fit. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, same chapter there, back up to verse 4. Now today we're just going to look at nutrition and then next week we're going to look at exercise and rest 
But today in nutrition, I think it's interesting because this is one of the things you're going to see throughout this whole process is you sh every one of these, nutrition, exercise, and rest, you know what's one thing that's said over and over and over again in all three of those? Be thankful. And right here on this week of Thanksgiving, be thankful should be on our hearts and on our mind. I, I did hear somebody quote this, and, and just to kind of wake you up and stir you to think differently, it says, you know, Thanksgiving in November is, is the one month where everybody remembers to be thankful for the things that they forgot the other 11. We need to be thankful all the time. Always be thankful. And if God tells us, we talked about this on Wednesday, if God tells us to always be thankful, then it doesn't really matter what you see. What you're trusting is if God tells us to always be thankful, that means that there's always something to be thankful about. That means whether you see it or not, God is working on something that will produce thanks in you, if you'll let him. So we should always be thankful. I will say that being thankful is a part of godly nutrition. We need to take on the heart of thankfulness. We need to remember, Lord, I just thank you. I don't see anything happening right now, but you said be thankful, so I know you're up to something. Praise God. You love me. You love everybody here. You told me to always be thankful. You told me you're always leading me to triumph. Therefore, Lord, I just thank you whether I see anything or not. I don't live by what I see. I, I walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Just get that in your heart. This is a part of nutrition. You know why? It's, it's kind of like there's certain vitamins and minerals that allow you to absorb nutrition out of food. Well, thankfulness, I believe, is kind of like that. It actually allows you to get the goody out of the Word of God. The, the good stuff. It, being thankful and being in a thankful heart opens us up to actually receive what God has for us. That nutrition that God wants for us. Other parts of nutrition is the Word, prayer, worship, and the body of Christ. Your family in God. Many times, I'll, I'll just tell you this, several years ago, tell you a real, real quick story. I asked the Lord, he was, I asked him a question, and he answered me by saying, if you'll get your relationship right with me, then I'll, I'll help you in this area. He was talking about being led. And I said, okay, I think I know what relationship is, but will you please tell me? And so what he led me to, he led me to specific scriptures uh, in prayer, I went to those scriptures and all of them had to deal with proper nutrition and strengthening us. And those three areas were being led by the Spirit in the Word, being led by the Spirit in prayer, and being led by the Spirit in worship. In other words, seeking God, how, what do you have for me in this Word? Seeking the Lord, how would you have me to pray? Seeking the Lord, how would you have me to worship and live a life of worship? And then you see also uh, in some scriptures that we're going to look at that the body comes into play. Now, you remember we read these verses in verse 7 and 8 that said, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but, but training for godliness is much better. That's in verse 7 and 8. But a few verses in front of that is talking about actually some of the things you can do, and particularly in nutrition. It says this in verse 4, 
since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but we should receive it with thanks. So there's your thankfulness. We should receive the things that God's blessed us with with thanks. Now he's talking right here about physical food. Okay? But there's a, uh, there's a direction that God wants us to go to receive all of his things, physical or spiritual. And the first thing is, receive it with thanks. Now, verse 5, For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. So the word of God and prayer makes that nutrition correct. It helps bring that nutrition into the places in our body that it needs to be. It helps bring the nutrition of God, the, the strength of God, into our lives. The word of God, prayer, and thankfulness. And then verse 6, it says, If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Now look, would Timothy be in the place that he needs to be without being in a body to receive good teaching? No. So you see several things in this. You see thankfulness, you see the word and prayer, and you see a life of worship. You know, a lot of times when we think of worship, we just think of when the music's playing and, you know, maybe our hands are raised. That's what we think about worship. But worship is not just that. Worship is the choice that you make tomorrow to either do things godly or not. Because what you're doing is you're saying, God is worthy of my actions. And so I'm going to choose a godly action instead of a worldly or a fleshly action. So I'm going to choose to worship God with my actions, to worship God with my choices. It, the Word tells us in Romans 12, uh, verse 1 and 2, that, that following God and going after Him and, and being uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind is a part of your spiritual service of worship. It's our spiritual service of worship. So how we live either worships God and says, I really believe in you and I trust you, or not. And when we do these things, the Lord tells us and shows us that it nourishes us. It strengthens us. We get in thankfulness. We start getting in this Word and learning who God is and feeding on this. We pray and the Lord answers us and gives us, gives us things to do and shows us we have this communication with God. We worship Him. We worship our Creator. And we find a body of believers that we can be fed by, that we can be accountable by. All of these things are in this verse. As you go on down in the next verse is where it tells us, train yourself to be godly. But you can't have it without putting in the proper spiritual nutrition that you need. You've got to take time to eat. Now look right here. Let's say that, that I, I stood up here and I said, all right, 
The Lord's told me what we need to do for Boomerang for the next week. What we need to do for the next week, every single one of No, 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 he's told me two weeks. Let's go two weeks, he's told me we're to fast everything. No food, no water, no nothing. Now, God didn't tell me that before anybody runs out the door. He didn't actually tell me that. But your response in the flesh should be your response to not eating the Word. Your response, if physical fitness is good, but spiritual fitness is better, you ought to have a stronger response when I told you not to, not to eat the Word over the next couple of weeks. You ought to have a stronger response when I say, no, I don't pray over the next couple of weeks. In other words, when your flesh rises up and your flesh says, no, nah, you ain't got time for that. You ought to be about ready like you were ready to beat me down when I told you don't eat for two weeks. You ought to be ready to beat that flesh down. Nuh-uh. We're going we're gonna to do what God told us to do. I, I need to eat. I need to be nourished. I need the nutrition of God. I need spiritual nutrition. You, you See, we've got priorities a little bit mixed up here. Jesus even gives us precedent that says you can eat the spiritual nutrition and not need the physical nutrition. He shows us how that's possible in the Spirit. Why? Because things are based in the Spirit. The Spirit supersedes the flesh. He walked that out. Remember, they were talking about food one time, and Jesus said this. He says, I have food you know not of. He had food, and he meant, he meant I can go without what you're talking about because I have a food that you can't see. I have a food in the Word, in God, in prayer, in worship, in a body of Christ. I have food that you can't see. And it nourishes me. And what he was saying is it nourishes me in ways that you don't know about. But you're going to, and you need to. That spiritual nutrition. Last set of verses here, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. You know, a lot of times we see, we can understand that the Bible is nutrition for us. We can understand maybe that prayer and worship is nutrition. I can even kind of understand that thankfulness opens up that nutrition, allows me to absorb the good stuff out of that word and prayer and worship. But being a part of a body, how is that nutritious? How does that bring us the things that we need? Look at this in Ephesians 4.15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Alright, we're growing every way more and more like Christ. Well, if you're going to grow, what do you need? You need nutrition. Now, he's, you're growing into him through, what does this say in context? You're growing into him through his body, the church. It makes it real uh, simple in the next verse, verse 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow 
so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full in love, full of love. The body, each part of it, does its own special work and it helps the other parts grow. In other words, it helps you get the nutrition that you need. There, there's been over the last few years a growing, growing doctrine that you don't need to be a part of a family of God. There's been a growing doctrine about and it's, it's, it's got some legs on it. And, and I get, and part of what I believe it founded of was because, and, and here was the church's fault, the church said, you can only experience God through me. You know, you can only experience God when you come in those doors. Now, proper doctrine will say, you take God with you everywhere you go, and you should be experiencing God everywhere you go. You don't just experience them here. This is where you're fed, matured, and grown up. And then you experience Him every day, all day, every second of every day because He's with you, you're in fellowship with Him. And so the church hasn't made that clear. And very much so, the church said, no, you are only fed through us. This is where you get fed. And that's not true. It is where you get fed, but it's not the only place. What's more important than this is that you have your own fellowship with God. But in fellowship with God, this is a part of it and it's an important part of it. You need to be here. Why? Because every part does its job and it helps every one of us grow to the place that we should be. And this place is nutrition for you to help grow. Now you should be eating on your own. Look. Uh, again, let's go back to the physical side of it. We have services on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. And this Wednesday, we're not having it because Thanksgiving. What if you only ate when you came to services? This week, you'd be fasting on Wednesday. What if you only ate on Sunday morning and Wednesday night? So the, the whole example shows us, in context shows us, I need to be eating way more than this. I need to be getting in that word, seeing what Pastor Brian said. Is that true or not? Growing on that, but letting it become revelation for yourself. Letting that, that word digest inside of you. Spending time communicating with God. So it's not just here, but this place uh, feeds a major portion of that spiritual fitness. And you need to understand that is part of the design of God. And if you step out of the design of God, you're into that place called pride again. You have to understand the importance and do what God's called you to do. Otherwise, you're going to be going through life going, I just don't feel right. Why do I feel like I'm up and then down and up and then down? Because you're not getting the proper nutrition. You've got to see what the Lord lays out as proper nutrition and say, all right, it's my job to train this spiritual body correctly. It's my job. Remember, let's go back to this. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Who's supposed to do it? Does it say, but I will train you to be godly? Did God say that? No, he told us that he'll empower us and everything, but who's got to take the step out to sign up for the spiritual gym? We do. It's our job. He's tasked us with doing that. So, 
In being spiritually fit, 101, we need nutrition, we need exercise, and we need rest. And in nutrition, you have a state of thankfulness, the word, prayer, worship, and a family where you are fed that place that's there for you. Now I'm telling you in nutrition, I just asked Jeff and Tara if they'll step back and, and Barrett if they'll step back over here. They're there for prayer. Whatever prayers that you need. Here's the thing about nutrition. You don't start becoming, uh, receiving the nutrients that God has for you until you receive His Son. To be a part of the body, you've got to receive Him. And so if you need to receive Christ and say, you know what, I need to start being fed. I need, I need some nutrition in my life. I, I have been feeling weak and nothing's working. I'm going to tell you that there is hope in God. There is hope and there is food. There's spiritual food that maybe right now you don't know about, but God wants to introduce it to you. And so it, as we end and as we dismiss today, if you say, hey, that's me, I need Jesus. I need to know Him. I need to come to know Him so that I can, He can start feeding me. Then I invite you to, to join these uh, back with Sherman and Barrett or Jeff and Tara. I invite, I invite you to join them and just say, I need to meet Jesus. I need to become a part of the family, a part of the body. And they'll lead you in that. Now, maybe you've done that before, and maybe you said, hey, I, I know Jesus, but it's been a while. And every one of us have been there. And I need to renew that. Because I feel like my nutrition's been cut off because I hadn't been spending time with Him, I hadn't been doing what's right, and I just need to start fresh. And I'm telling you that the heart of Jesus is sitting there saying, praise God, come on, I'm ready for you. And so if you need to give your heart again, then again, just go to one of these. If you need to be you know, filled with the Spirit, ask them, say, I need to be filled. I need to be overflowing. If you need prayer for anything whatsoever, what, what you need is Jesus. You just need the anointing of Christ, His love to manifest in you. So no matter what you need, I just invite you to... Spend time in prayer. Go for prayer. It can be little, it can be big. But these guys are there to help minister to you and to love on you. So Father, right now, we just praise you. Lord, we come in with a spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Lord, we need your food. We need to eat the things that you have designed for us. We need to eat in the way, in the order that you have prepared for us. So Lord, with humble hearts right now, we just receive you. We receive everything that you have for us right now. Lord, thank you for giving us a way to be spiritually fit. To receive much better now in this time and in the life to come. 
Lord, I just ask for your anointing to set people free. In Jesus' name. Lord, I ask for healing. Your love to manifest in their bodies. And I thank you for it. And I praise you. Lord, we are the people that will not sit back and say, no, we don't need anything. We're the people that understand we have great need for you. We will come with humble hearts and say, Lord, we need you. We can't do this alone. Father, we just receive your love and receive the manifestation of that love in our lives right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just stand up. We thank you so much for being here today. Right now, if you have any need whatsoever, I just ask you to go and, and see one of these groups and they will pray for you and the power of God will be released in your life. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.